peace everybody welcome back to another episode of behold pop culture the show where we take a look at some prominent people figures and events from pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them the date of this recording is sunday august the 2nd and we have had plenty of things taking place in pop culture that have dominated the timelines from a potential resurgence of the Kanye Drake rivalry to Scarlett Johansson suing Marvel. But as usual, we'll start off with the sports side of things where Giannis Antetokounmpo proved himself to be at bare minimum a top three player in the NBA after winning the NBA championship. He dominated the paint, he was hitting mid-range shots, free throws, was completely unstoppable defensively. And at this point, Giannis Antetokounmpo's resume is quite unique. At the age of 26, Giannis has two MVPs, a Defensive Player of the Year. He's on a short list of players who have won both an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Multiple All-NBA First Teams, and now an NBA Championship alongside an NBA Finals MVP. He has quickly shot up the list of the greatest power forwards of all time, and for myself, has reached that top five conversation. Congratulations to Giannis making a case for being the best player in the NBA today. But with the season concluded, we have proceeded to seeing the NBA draft, where this year... A plethora of teams have made moves to potentially change the entire landscape of their teams. Beginning with the Detroit Pistons, drafting Cade Cunningham with the number one pick in the NBA draft. Cade Cunningham, who many are seeing as a clear generational talent. A 6'8 point guard who has proven to be an offensive star, at least on the college level. But for some, the best player in the draft might have been Evan Mobley, a power forward that has shown to be offensively able to have the potential of becoming a three-level scorer, one that can score from the three-point range, the mid-range, and the paint, while also being an effective rim protector blocking shots on the defensive side of the ball. And this is only the tip of the iceberg. This draft was especially unique because not only did we have the typical college stars coming out, we had more juniors and seniors being a part of this draft than usual, and we also had more players who had played in the G League being legitimate picks in this draft. And with the draft concluded, all of these picks will have the opportunity to shine Once the season comes back this coming fall. But this has also meant that free agency is on the way. With players such as Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard declining the option to simply accept going back to the teams they played for. And teams such as the Knicks and Toronto Raptors having a lot of cap space available to sign new players to the team. Aside from that. The NBA season has mostly come to a close. 
barring any groundbreaking signings or players leaving from teams, players will be focused on rehabbing and preparing for the next season as the NFL begins its cycle going into preseason in a couple of weeks. Luckily for sports fans, baseball season is starting to enter into that time where the postseason begins. And while baseball's postseason is only a couple of months away, the biggest collection of sports has been taking place over the past couple of weeks. And that is none other than the Olympics that has been continuing to make headlines as it always will with all of the sports from running to swimming to boxing, basketball, you name it, it's at the Olympics. And people are going to compete for their countries, hopefully bringing back as much gold as possible. One of the greatest to ever do it, Simone Biles, found herself at the center of some unexpected controversy. This came at the hands of Simone Biles, whom many consider to be the greatest gymnast of all time, both purely off of seeing her do things that no one can replicate and off of the amount of gold medal she's accrued over her career, Simone Biles decided to withdraw from a few of the events that took place during the Olympics. And the reason that was credited for her withdrawal was the fact that she was facing some mental health issues. For some fans, the simple response was, okay, let's allow Simone to recover and heal from whatever she may be facing. But unfortunately for her, another side emerged in this conversation, one that she likely did not anticipate. And that is a side that claims she must have been mentally weak, that she must have been incapable of understanding the repercussions of her actions. This is a side that believes that she should put all mental issues to the side for the sake of winning for her country. This is a side that believes that her deciding to go to the Olympics has become more of an impediment than a benefit to their team and chances of winning for the USA. The main point of contention appears to be what the source of her mental health battle originates from. For some, it appears that she is just a mentally weak athlete, which personally I don't believe is even close to the truth. This is a person who has competed multiple times before, dominated multiple times before, faced several moments in her life outside of just having to wake up every day and prepare to be the best gymnast in the world where she has had the option plenty of times before to say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. So in my personal opinion, I believe it's absolutely asinine to believe that she is simply a mentally weak person. However, I do believe as many who are debating are trying to figure out the point of measurement is the origin of her battle. And until she reveals that, Many opinions are frankly invalidated and strictly opinions based on little facts. She is currently on track to compete in the beam final, 
but it remains to be seen whether or not she follows through on it. So we can proceed to the music side of things, where potentially the biggest news this week was Drake coming out and saying that his new album, Certified Lover Boy, is complete. It's done, and all that is left is to plan the rollout and release the album. But this announcement is particularly interesting because a person we know he has been battling with, both in sales and legacy, just announced that he is planning to release this Friday, and that is Kanye West planning to release his new album Donda on Friday, August the 6th. Kanye, who revealed that he may be reunited with Jay-Z, musically and personally. Kanye, who had this massive event, this listening party, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, where he played a bunch of unreleased tracks for a packed audience. Kanye, the same person who we can never know if the due date is correct or not, because he may still be tweaking and fixing pieces of songs. But even Kanye has earned himself an excuse if he releases this Friday because two weeks is nothing compared to Drake claiming that his album was going to drop in January and now being on track to dropping it in August, September, or the final months of this year. The music world always shifts when one of these two artists release an album. All the focus moves to them, whether or not it was a good project, and whether or not other artists need to move out of the way because their tracks will be dominating the rest of the year. The only exception to this was Kanye West deviating into the religious route, creating the Jesus is King album that just had next to no chance of exuding that level of dominance on the music landscape. Though that album did earn a Grammy, we just presently are not in a time where a gospel album is likely to dominate the charts versus a Drake who has shown the ability to make songs in several different genres and be successful at it with absolutely historic chart dominance. In the same breath of considering chart dominance and how that relates to the success of an artist, two major events took place between this weekend and the last. And those are the massive music festivals that are Rolling Loud in Miami, Florida and Lollapalooza in Chicago, Illinois. With many fans and artists just excited to be outside again, both events seem to be wildly successful, with many images coming out of these places showing thousands of people excited, jumping, seeing their assumed favorite artists. But with those images that seem to be exciting for those who are fans of the music festival environment, I would be remiss if I did not mention that there has been equally as much COVID concern because of how close these people were 
and potentially an outbreak happening. We still have a couple of weeks to decide what the repercussions of these events were, but hypothetically speaking, if these events were able to seamlessly flow with people with no masks, in the case of Lollapalooza, they actually had a security issue where a bunch of fans stormed the festival. They bypassed the security guards by running past them and were able to interrupt the flow of things and sneak into the crowd. And for those who don't know, once you get into a music festival, it is nearly impossible to figure out who does and doesn't have a wristband permitting their entrance because of how grand the crowd is. If you somehow make your way to the front or middle of the crowd, you're set for the rest of the day. And that's not me promoting those actions. It's just noting that the security levels are always iffy, especially if you have a case where people are jumping walls, storming and pushing security guards, creating a lane for their free entrance. But keep an eye out. If it turns out that there were next to no outbreaks of COVID after these festival, that would be a bright sign for the future of this country and countries around the world overcoming the big bad wolf that has been the COVID-19 virus. And last, but certainly not least, we have to talk about what is taking place in the movie industry. Marvel actor Scarlett Johansson, most notably known for playing Black Widow in the Avengers series, and all of that Marvel Cinematic Universe, recently released her new movie, Black Widow, one that was fairly successful in the movies and performed decently on Disney+. However, no actor has shown any level of excitement towards the apparent shift of movies being released at home on platforms such as Disney Plus and HBO Max. But Marvel specifically is in between a rock and a hard place, as their release of Black Widow seemed to be mostly motivated by trying to salvage what they could financially while staying on the same timeline as the Marvel movie's release. For Marvel... The timeline between each movie releasing is of utmost importance, especially when you have movies with end credits that connect to other movies that are coming out, when you have them trying to set up these grandiose movie releases, such as what Avengers has been, they're on a tight schedule. And for Scarlett Johansson, this completely interfered with her plans as she anticipated, assuming she had some sort of percentage pay cut from the profits, she wanted this movie to get in front of as many people as possible. However, that as many people as possible needed to be in the movies for her. So now she is suing Marvel for their Disney Plus release that aside from preventing the movies from having as much success as they would have had, prevented her from making as much money as she would have made. 
as they are currently selling the movie for a price of $30 on Disney Plus, whereas people would have spent $30 just on two tickets, not even on food and condiments to go to the movies. This could prove to be a very significant point of contention going forward as the battle between streaming and movie theaters persists. For some, movie theaters are no longer worth the investment, spending over $30 when you can alternatively enjoy a movie from the comfort of your home. And for others, movie theaters have always been on their mind throughout this pandemic. And as soon as the opportunity presents itself, they will go back to supporting movies in the theaters in an experience that has been coined for many years before now. Thus, this is a case to play very close attention to, especially as Disney's most recent release, Jungle Cruise, showed great success both in the movies and on Disney+, grossing $61.8 million globally in movie theaters and $30 million on Disney+. So I, as a movie theater fan, will be paying very close attention to the outcome of this battle of actors and movie theater fans versus streaming services and the casual viewers who prefer viewing the movies in their homes. But with that being said, this is the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking your time out. Please let me know if there's any way that I can make this audio experience a better journey for you as we keep our finger on the pulse of what's taking place in pop culture today. Stay safe, enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you next Monday. This is Behold Pop Culture.